0: Hi, it's Michael Ian Black from the Topics Podcast. Have you heard about Squarespace yet? Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace actually cares about design. All their templates are extremely clean and allow your content to be the focus of your website. If you need a website, Trust me, you guys, Squarespace is your best option. Plus, every Squarespace plan is now fully able to support commerce functionality. That means that every single Squarespace customer can now begin selling products online. Wow. Start your free trial with no credit card required at Squarespace.com. If you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code BLACK, get 10% off, and to let them know we sent you. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. It's Topics, the podcast in which two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way. I'm Michael Ian Black, joined as always by Michael Showalter. Hi, Michael. Hey, Michael. It's good to be here. Great to be with you. We've got an exciting topic for our listeners today. Let's quickly just go over the guidelines and rules and precepts and suggestions for the show,
1: okay, well, for anyone that's a new listener, um just wanting to let you know that topics is a a show where two comedians, myself and Michael Black, are going to be talking about a topic, but in a serious way.
0: Well, I did say that right at the beginning. Oh, you did. Yeah, if you recall, I said, "Welcome to Topics, the podcast where two comedians discuss serious topics in a serious way.:
1: Okay, but if something funny happens, that's okay. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things that we want people to know is that we're not going to take that so far as to say that if something funny happens that we're going to censor that or edit that out.
0: No, and in um, fact, and in fact um, I think one of the things that a lot of the listeners really appreciate is that although we do discuss serious topics in a serious way, funny things often do happen. Yes. And they, they seem to enjoy that. So great.
1: Mm-hmm. We have a rule on the show, and the rule is that there are no rules.
0: And that really speaks very specifically to the – if something funny happens, that's okay.
1: Yes. It's all okay. Now, we also have a guideline on the show. The guideline – several guidelines. Um, The guideline is that we're going to try to cover 80% of the topic in the time that we have with you today. Um, If we don't get there, um, that's okay. Um, as, as I said, it is a guideline. It is not a rule. So there's no consequences if we don't accomplish our goal. But if we don't get there, um, we want to ask you, the listener, to finish the topic and get to 100% on your own. Um, either on do you your
0: own. On- yeah, either on your own or hopefully in a study group. And. Mm-hmm. Um, our study groups have been popping up all over the country and all over the world. A study group really just means two or more topics, listeners discussing one of the topics. Um, yeah. We have a bunch of study groups that are just two people. We have some study groups that are 10 people. We have one study group somewhere in uh, Eastern Europe that I think is up to
1: 45 people and they meet every mm-hmm. week at mm-hmm. a, uh, it's very, it's very exciting. They sent us photographs and, and I can tell you, it looks like they're having a very good time and, um, well, it seems like the
0: serious time, but it looks like they're also allowing themselves to have some laughs because well, in some of the pictures yeah. they're they're pictured and they're very serious and in at least a couple of the pictures I saw they were laughing. so that's great.
1: yeah and well what I what I, I want to clarify because what I, what I wanted to say was they are, and I think this is a neat idea and something that other people might want to want to give a shot to this, they are using their topics, um, study groups as an opportunity to have a potluck dinner. So, mm-hmm. in some of the pictures we got from that group out in Eastern Europe, we saw that they were having lasagna, and they had bread, and they had a big salad, and they really looked like they were having uh, a really nice evening together. It's
0: something that I hadn't even anticipated. You know, this and this is what happens when you when you bring content into the world and you release it. It stops being yours, and so. When we suggested that people start study groups, never in my wildest dreams did I think people would actually take it the next step and have
1: potluck dinners.
0: That well, never, I saw. That we, never even occurred to me.
1: No, it's wonderful, and and I saw we've got a group out in Ontario, Canada that is make that made t shirts, and mm-hmm. you see that they'll they come to their study group and they're all wearing a t shirt that says the Ontario Topic Study Group. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm saying while the show is serious and the topics are serious, it's nice to see that people are having fun with this. Yes. And, um and, and in a way I'm not surprised because I think that uh that's the kind of of I've found that that's the kind of people that are listening to the show
0: well it's a very educated group obviously it's it's a it's a group that's interested in the world interested in topics and interested in getting together with like-minded people and having a good time so you know again I could never have imagined t-shirts um or potluck dinners any of this stuff it's all it's' I feel like I'm learning from mm-hmm. the study groups now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's, that's the greatest education I could ever I get. I mean
1: we, we heard about one study group that, where you've got – there's a husband and wife and they're in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And they're having the study group online yes. with um, friends of theirs that are in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And so I mean they're not even in the same room when they're doing this. They're I didn't having, even know that was able, possible. Yeah, I
0: really didn't. I mean, yes, you it's and I. Are on, you and I are on different coasts. Yeah. Um, doing this. Uh, but to think that a study group could use the same technology that you and I do to make a podcast to actually make a study group—that actually—that blew my mind because mm-hmm. it's it's taking the technology to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. It's a very DIY approach mm-hmm. to, to study groups. And
1: frankly, you know, I was, I was, I was astonished when I heard about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So It's, it's, it's really exciting, uh, what's happening. And, and I just want to commend everyone that's out there, um, doing this kind of work and to encourage those of you that are thinking about it, but haven't started your study groups yet, give it a shot, give it a try. Um, and uh, I think that you will find that it's uh, really rewarding. Yeah,
0: very worthwhile. Um, we're, we're, we're in the very, very, very early um, days of trying to get accreditation for some of our study groups. Um, there's a lot of rigmarole involved in accreditation, but stay tuned. Hopefully that will come in the coming months or years. And we um, have a yeah. precept before we begin. We do have a precept. Um, and the precept is very simple. It's take it easy. Mm-hmm. No need to get stressed. You know, we are all way too blessed to be stressed. I know in my case that's certainly true. I know in Michael's case that's true. So let's just have fun with this.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Let's just ease into it. Dip your toes when you get when the water's comfortable. Go up to your ankles and just slide on in.
1: I'm gonna say uh, get your get your beak wet. Yeah. You know, but uh, uh, this is definitely not meant as anything for people to you know. Get bent out of shape over. No, not at all. So, so
0: today's topic is one that I'm pretty excited about because it's, uh, it's a little bit different for us. Um, it's kind of a fun topic, I hope, um, but also a very deep and rich topic. It's America's unique gift to the world, the only truly American art form, Some of our listeners are probably already ahead of us. For those of you who don't know, I'm about to tell you. Jazz. Jazz is, it's the heartbeat of America. Am I going too far? I don't think so. It is the living, beating heart that informs the pulse of this nation, whether it's the quiet thump to thump of a Duke Ellington baseline or a, the, the bebop pitter patter of a dizzy Gillespie trumpet solo jazz mm-hmm. is the ever quickening pace, the ever beating heart of the American experience. Michael, I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, well, let's, I, I think let's just start with a little bit of, of history. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, this is off the top of my head, but, you know, for the, our listeners that are going, what is jazz? What is that? Does, what is that? What's the background there? Um, I need to know a little bit more. Um, it's a musical genre that originated at the beginning of the 20th century. And some would say earlier mm-hmm. uh, within the African American communities of the Southern United States. And its roots lie in combining um, certain European harmony and form elements with existing African-based music. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Its African musical basis is evident in its use of improvisation, yes. polyrhythms, yes. syncopation, and swing notes. Your, your uh, knowledge of jazz
0: is almost encyclopedic.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I trust that this is
1: – you're not reading this, are you? No. Okay. No. No. So I'm just saying that this is what jazz is for those of you that maybe don't know. And I'm sorry if that sounds – if that was a stuffy uh it was a little dry. Description, a little dry. a little dry. But concise. Concise. And jazz is not dry. So explain, you know, to, and, me,
0: explain to me and, and some of the listeners out there what exactly a polyrhythm is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is a polyrhythm? That's a that's a that's a term I don't know. A polyrhythm is, and again, I'm not a musician, so if I get this, if you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a whack at this mm-hmm. explaining, but I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, I'll be interested to read listener mail and see what people have to say about my definition of this, given my uh, my my background. Um, but it, what I know about it is is that it's the simultaneous use of two or more conflicting rhythms that are not readily perceived as deriving from one another or as simple manifestations of the same meter. And that's just if I were to just, you know, that's me just swinging blind. you right. know, I'm sure that there's a much more, you know, I'm sure if you were to look in a dictionary or an encyclopedia, you'd get a much more, Concise definition. I don't know
0: that. That sounded pretty definitive to me.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I didn't fully understand it, and I wonder whether mm-hmm. you could put it mm-hmm. in in more layman's terms. Mm-hmm. I, and I know you're swinging blind, and this is just off the top mm-hmm. of your head, and you clearly weren't reading it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to hear just in your sort of to help me understand as somebody who mm-hmm. maybe
1: isn't familiar with a mm-hmm. polyrhythm. Could you maybe even? Uh, uh, sing sing, sing a one. yeah. Do a, do a polyrhythm, course. Well, us. I think – why don't you and I demonstrate, okay? So why don't you uh, – what's a song that, that you – a little tune you get stuck in your head sometime? Um, you know, I immediately go to Mahler's third. Okay. So what's that sound like? What's that tune? Well,
0: I don't want to – I don't want to um, – I don't want to do my impression of it just because it's so rich, um, mm. that, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do it the disservice of trying to, to sing it. So I'll, I'll just, I'll just put a, a, a tune in my head, uh, and I'm going to repeat that phrase.
1: Okay. Okay. So remember that, and now as Mike, yeah. Okay. So now remember that. Now I'll tell you that the that the musical phrase I'm going to repeat is uh, I'll use an actual song. I'll use the song "Blackbird" by the Beatles. Mm. And when I lay my my tune on top of your tune. The resulting tune is a polyrhythm. Okay, so here we go, and one and two and one two three and. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, uh uh-huh. You so that's a polyrhythm. It's very powerful. It's, How did that feel?
0: It felt great. It really felt great because I noticed that you came
1: in on my fifth, mm-hmm. and then you went to a diminished fourth, mm-hmm. and well, that, not, was, that was, it powerful. was not was not fully diminished. I don't know if you noticed that it was only partially. No, I diminished.
0: knew you were you were you were working in microtones, um, which was just great, really great.
1: So that that's just a kind of a fun, quick definition of a of a polyrhythm. How about you, Mike? What are you when you think of jazz? What comes to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is black people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because black people are just so into jazz. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the blackies are the ones who really started jazz mm-hmm. way, way down south. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about
1: uh, Nolan's jazz. Mm-hmm. I'm talk- New Orleans. Well, That's a y- yes. Slang for New Orleans. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm talking about uh, combining
0: the Delta blues mm-hmm. with some polyrhythms mm-hmm. and some syncopation. Mm-hmm. You know the washboard, the mm-hmm. the 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 the
1: bass with the mm-hmm. with the pale, the pale bass. Okay. Um, so you—it sounds like you're describing more of a kind of a jug band. Mm, hmm. But also um, the bottle that
0: you blow into, you know, Ju- That's the jug. Uh huh. That's the jug, right? And and, uh, and then that there's that Disney ride with the bears, you know? right? The, the
1: animatronic
0: bears. Yes. So to me, I guess when I think of jazz, I think of black people, and I think of the animatronic. Disney bears, first -hmm. and foremost, not entirely, of Mm -hmm. course, because jazz Mm -hmm. is a very rich, rich world and and populated by all kinds of people. Uh, Professor Longhair. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I said Dizzy Gillespie before. Dizzy Gillespie. uh, Thelonious uh, Monk.
1: Thelonious Monk. uh, Moonshine O'Shea. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie Parker. Yes. Yes. Uh, who who tragically died um, in a in an, in an accident? Well, they all die. All jazz music- mm-hmm. musicians die. Yes, that's yes, that's the other yes. thing about jazz is and there's a, the, it's a it's a it's a history that is peppered with tragedy. Yes, um, Moonshine O'Shea, as
0: I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. stuck a needle in his arm and fell over one August morning in mm-hmm. Mississippi.
1: Hey, let's take a break to thank Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio for sponsoring today's show. Squarespace is constantly improving their platform with new features, beautiful designs, and all the style options you need to create a unique website. It's incredibly easy to use, your content will look great on every device, every time, and they have a 24/7 support team. Squarespace starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Plus, start your free trial with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And if you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code BLACK to get 10% off and let them know we sent you. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website.
0: Hi, it's Michael Ian Black from the Topics Podcast. We've got Spike's Catch a Contractor sponsoring today's episode of Topics. Have you ever been conned by a contractor? If so, I'm so sorry for your loss, but we have the perfect show for you – Watch Catch a Contractor on Spike, starring the very funny Adam Carolla as a master carpenter with a taste for vengeance. It all starts with American families who have been conned by low-down, dirty contractors. Carolla and his team locate the cheapskates and bring them to face their mess. The contractors then get three choices. Give back the money, come back and fix the work, or see the homeowners in court. Well, you'll laugh and you'll cry and you'll want to build and add-on to your home. It's where justice and comedy meet to make great television. Don't forget to tune into the most American show on television, Catch a Contractor, starring Adam Carolla, premieres Sunday, February 28th at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, right after an all-new episode of Bar Rescue on Spike.
1: Talk to us about Moonshine O'Shea. Well, he was a prodigy, of course, um,
0: born in the deep south, in the bayou. Mm-hmm. In, the pap- ever- in, the, in the Everglades? Yes. His pappy was a piano player mm-hmm. uh, in a whites-only saloon down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pappy O'Shea, mm-hmm. was, uh, his father had been a slave. And taught Pappy how to how to how to swing a boogie woogie uh-huh and Pappy came up in the saloons and taught his boy moonshine. Of course, that wasn't his name. His given name was Thomas Thomas O'Shea, but folks called him Moonshine because when he was a teenager he started running moonshine. This was during uh, prohibition, prohibition you know but he had a real talent at that piano. And by the time he was 11 or 12 years old, he was sometimes taking his daddy's gig at that saloon down in the Mississippi Bayou. Well, as you can imagine, this caused some friction between Pappy and young Moonshine. And there was a shootout one night, and Pappy O'Shea was killed. Nobody knows by whom, but many folks believe it was the young O'Shea who did his father that night. What's safe to say is that Moonshine left the confines of the Mississippi Bayou right after that and headed out to New Orleans, where he met up with a young coronet player named Louis Armstrong. He became a member of Louis's first band, the Hot City Knights. And they had a regular gig down there on Lafayette, where well, every Wednesday, Blue Louis and Moonshine and Elbow Jones and too tall timber. They lit up the New Orleans nights with their rousing and swinging songs, attracting white and black folk alike. They played all night sometimes. The drinks would flow. A little uh, uh, New Orleans wacky tabacky would be passed around. And Moonshine developed for himself quite a reputation, but he also had quite a temper as evidenced by the, uh, the altercation with his father, which may or may not have resulted in the older Roches' death. He went on tour with Lewis, but didn't last. They got into a scuffle one night in Kentucky. Lewis kicked him right out of the car and said, Moonshine, you're a hell of a piano player, but a terrible human being, and left Moonshine to walk on that lonely Kentucky road by himself. And you know as well as I do, Michael, that those roads were not safe. For young black man in those days mm-hmm. well he went to a room in house run by a loretta taylor who became his wife and they set up shop there in kentucky and old moonshine started recording at a local recording studio uh, just outside of lexington kentucky and uh very few prints of his of his one and only album remain but if you can find one Michael, you're in for a treat because that piano playing was unlike anything anybody had heard before or since. And Moonshine's voice, while scratchy and raspy, came up from the wells of his soul. Well, Moonshine got into some narcotics after that and dropped out of the jazz scene. And like I said, they found him in the early 1950s with a needle sticking out of his arm. But that one record. Mm. Is a testament to the talent and tragedy of a young man lost to jazz. That's all I know about Moonshine O'Shea. That's
1: that was a lot. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Going back to the larger topic of jazz, what do you think is jazz's legacy? I mean, there's so many different types of jazz, as as we've talked about. There's Ragtime, jazz, and there's improvisational jazz. There's cool jazz, smooth jazz, smooth jazz, fusion. There's modern jazz, mm-hmm. acid jazz. Yes, yes. What is jazz's legacy? Hmm. hmm. What do you What do you think about that? What's the legacy?
0: Well, it's it's a loaded question you ask, of course, because Legacy implies a finality, and there are some people who argue that jazz is dead, that it has grown so hidebound and sclerotic that new jazz frontiers are no longer being pioneered. To them I say humbug, of course. Anybody who listens to um, the smooth jazz of today knows that musical, the musical landscape is constantly expanding. I have my radio tuned to smooth jazz, pretty much from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just I just love that smooth
1: jazz. Mm-hmm. What is it about it you love so much? Do you think what is it about it? What uh, is it about the polyrhythms? What speak What is it about it that speaks to you? The polyrhythms so, and
0: mm-hmm. the the syncopation.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, who 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 for for people listening? Who are some mm-hmm. artists? some mm-hmm. artists of the smooth jazz movement that the, you can recommend? Do you mean the current smooth jazz movement? Uh, sure. Let's
0: start there. And, well, and there's so many. There are just so many, and they're all so talented. I'd hate to single out
1: one. Um, what, what, what would be – why don't we just single out one? Yeah. Oh, why don't we just look at one? Right. And, and right. Who, who, who is someone that you – Think well, There, there's a smooth jazz yes. artist that's really on the vanguard. Um, and you're talking about the newer generation, right? I'm talking about the newer generation, oh, yes, yeah.
0: yes. I mean, there's just so many. Um, gosh, uh, do you mean brass? Do you mean strings? Uh, you know, I think I mean, bra- yeah, brass, uh, brass, yes. Uh, well, Kirk Whalem, I love oh, Kirk Whalem. Mm-hmm. What's he like? What's his? He's, uh, Well, you you know, you probably know him best
1: for his he for winning that uh, that Grammy. Mm hmm. Um, No, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't mm -hmm. know about that Grammy.
0: Yeah. He won that Grammy um, for his saxophone playing. Mm hmm. You know, he's on Rendezvous Entertainment and he's he's, you know, you know who you might know him. He toured as Whitney Houston's opening act for several years uh-huh and uh he soloed in i will always love you
1: mm. best-selling single oh. by female
0: artist in music history so you know that solo i need to oh, listen to the song yeah he he soloed in it that's kirk whalem and he's oh tra- that's great
1: okay he's so tremendous. that's smooth jazz
0: yes. that's smooth jazz yes. Yes. okay yes. He's all tremendous. right love him
1: mm. so interesting mm.
0: what do you think the legacy is of jazz
1: I'm I'm going to turn
0: the question back on you you've asked me a musical question I'm going to rephrase it in jazz parlance and send it back your way and a one and a two and a go
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I think you know I I do think that that, that jazz is providing a beat for the American condition for the American mm. spirit. Oh, we'll expand on that. That's an underneath very powerful point you're making.
0: Unpack that a little
1: bit for me. The day in, the day out, you know, we have this incredibly strong work ethic. Yes. And I think that that the 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 syncopations. Yes. And the polyrhythms of jazz music provides a soundtrack for. The day-to-day humdrum that is the human experience, the American experience, the uniquely American experience, mm. that, that the syncopations and the polyrhythms of the jazz music movement, yes. that's the soundtrack to our lives. Yes. Because as you said, Michael, it is a uniquely American art form. And so when I'm driving to work in the morning and I'm stuck in traffic, there's a thump mm-hmm. and a beat and a pump and a beat. That's jazz. Yes. Yes. It elevates
0: us, doesn't it? hmm The improvisation inherent in jazz, some have compared to the improvisation of our lives.
1: Mhm. The unpredictability, yes, if you will, the mutability, yes. yes, if you will. The ever-changing rhythms of our lives are reflected back to us mm. in the ev- ever-changing rhythms of jazz. Well, it's not just rhythms, of course.
0: It's no. polyrhythms. Yes. It's syncopation. Yes. It's the way you and I react, that's a polyrhythm. The Mm -hmm. way we react with a third friend, that's Mm -hmm. a polyrhythm. Mm -hmm. Or somebody's coming down the street and, hey, that guy looks a little menacing. Now we have a fourth polyrhythm with Mm -hmm. a new tension, a new syncopation. And we meet and we find out that 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 fellow who maybe looked a little intimidating turns out to be a terrific guy. Now it's a sax solo. Now it's a Kirk Whalem sax solo floating mm-hmm. through as we continue our polyrhythm and our syncopation. And those great jazz scales, the blues
1: scales. Because that's what life is, Mike. Yes. It's up, it's down, it's in. It's out, yes. it's fast, it's slow, it's sideways, it's upside down, it's yes. all over the place. It's all over the place. Yes. That's, jazz. Mm-hmm. that's jazz, that's jazz, that's yes. jazz, that's jazz. That's jazz.
0: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I mean, in one sentence, I think you encapsulated 80% of jazz. And I think, you know, I
1: provided a lot of context for well, you told rest. us the incredible, incredible, almost hard-to-believe story of of uh, Moonshine, Moonshine O'Shea yes. um, in great detail. And, well, I don't um, know
0: everything. I told you what I know. Right. Um, and you know, Papi O'Shea's murder has never been solved.
1: I did not know that. Yes. I did not know that. Although, um,
0: you know, people have their theories.
1: It sounds to me like... Uh, I mean, it, you know, you know b- b- part of the... You know we hear there's a lot of mythology as well in 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 jazz tradition, and we hear about we didn't even get to talk about the blues and mm. what are the what is the relationship between jazz and the blues the, yeah. jazz and the blues and robert johnson who, yes. who 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 according to legend, met the devil at the crossroads yes. And he signed a contract with that man, and 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 does do Moonshine O'Shea and Robert Johnson intersect? And if so, where? Right, right. And 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 a lot of big questions coming up for yes. me right now. Um, Benny Goodman, of course, and, uh, and the this, Marsalis yes, family, and yes. what a, what an incredibly talented musician musical Edward, family yes. they are.
0: Win, Win, Winston and and Mark and. All of them are are just uh, exalted uh, trump trump trumpeters in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Eubanks, of course, late mm-hmm. of the Tonight Show, in mm-hmm. uh,
1: taking the mantle from Doc Severinsen. And these are the sort of the great jazz musicians of the television yes. era, and, yes. and 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 it, uh, yeah, so you see. You can see how rich
0: uh, – Well, I mean layers. you
1: think you, you mentioned this on uh, – when we were doing Listener Mail that you have some of the best – some of our presidents who are jazz musicians. We had uh, – Bill Clinton was, was a very good saxophone player and we saw evidence of that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We saw him playing saxophone on, on numerous occasions.
0: Well, they they called him our first black president. And mm-hmm. uh, part of that may have been the, the jazz tradition he so capably carries on his broad shoulders. Lot ding, to think about. Ding, yep. ding, ding, ding. Are we at 90% I now? Know. I mean, how, how, how high <laughs> are we going to take are. this? Uh, I definitely think we should stop now because I do want to leave – Uh, a little bit for our study groups to talk about in the coming week. Um, They've certainly got a lot to chew on, especially for some of our overseas uh, Mm -hmm. study groups who maybe aren't as familiar with the, American expression known as jazz, or maybe they are, and they're learning something new. And for some of our domestic partners and our domestic study groups, I hope we've enhanced your probably already very rich knowledge of jazz. Um, I in would fact, encourage uh, I would encourage everybody to go out to their local record store and see if they can find a copy of Moonshine O'Shea's only album, Moonbeam. Uh, it's uh it's a rare one, but it's a treasure worth having.
1: I want to welcome. Uh, we have a new study group in. Nice, France, hmm. um, Marjorie, Isabelle, and Bertrand, mm-hmm. and I want to just officially welcome them to the Topics family. And uh, Bonjour, Marjorie, Isabelle, and Bertrand. <laughs> and I hope that they enjoy their study group this week because they're going to be having their first study group this week. I just uh, read it off of our listener mail, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for them. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of the study groups will will uh, bring in
0: some compact discs or, or cassettes and listen to some jazz as, as they talk about jazz. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even imagine what they're going to do with that, with their potluck dinners and their T-shirts. It's, um, you know, what's so great about topics as we conclude today's episode is how uh, what we have brought into the world, you and I, has really enriched so many lives. Um, The work we do here is vitally important. I'm, I'm so grateful to have this gift of being able to discuss serious topics in a serious way. And I couldn't ask for a better partner in crime than my good friend Michael Showalter. <laughs> well, I feel I feel exactly the same. Way. Right back at you, Mike. <laughs> so until next time, uh, let's keep talking, and in this case, keep listening to jazz. I'll talk to you soon. Bye,
1: Mike. Jazz. 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 jazz.